Uh, and yeah, I mean, we've been, we've been talking this whole time. Like it was the podcast, which is great. Like, I love that kind of, well, Nate, I've known you now for quite some time. It's... Well, and, that, and that's the, the other part of it, right, is when you, and when I you know somebody. And I was But, you, yeah, as we've gotten, that is, that is the truth. It is, uh, we, we have both gotten older. Uh, <laughs> but, like, then that's, and that's, like, part of the podcast, like, experience is to be able to connect people in, like, a real personal way with folks that, like, everybody knows or everybody should know, but they don't know as much as they should, mm-hmm. but they do know that they don't know as much as they should know, so they think they should find out. You That's know that I know day. that you know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, well, you know what? Usually I ask this question like after doing a little introduction, but I think this is your, like, I came to Carbondale, loved it, got stuck feel, like warrants that being just the lead-off question without any chatter like how did you come to be in carbondale i was heavy equipment operator with the local 150 uh driving a volvo l90 articulating tractor and my roommate who eventually became an architect graduated from siu johnny gonzalez he's a super awesome guy i knew him ever since we were little kids he said hey man let's go to college let's not do this working in a field <laughs> ripping up dirt scooping it into big piles and then uh, selling it to homeowners as what we're doing is grading down soil to make subdivisions uh-huh. and the, see this I helped provide the urban sprawl from you know Milwaukee to around the horn of Indiana into Michigan I mean there those the, the, the sprawl was huge and was this like 19-year-old Chris? Or oh, what? yeah, yeah, at 20. I mean, I was uh, just living in the northern suburbs and just working with friends. We were making really good money. and But I've already started developing. You're doing this all day in these tractors. And, yeah. Uh, and you're working at 5 in the morning. You're getting off at 5 at night, and you're not working half the winter. And it's led to some debauchery, maybe. I will deny <laughs> or confirm anything that happened during that period. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I had had just enough good enough grades, and I did take some college classes at the College of Lake County in Grays Lake, Illinois, and uh, I got accepted into Southern Illinois University. And I remember a recruit coming, a, a recruiter. He yeah. was a big guy like you, Nate. Yeah. And I just noticed, like, all of these, like, I'm like, I went to a big high school, so there was a lot of kids I didn't even know. Yeah. I mean, when you have a thousand kids I, in I, your class. I hate class. to cut you off real quick, but I'm going to readjust you real quick because I failed to do this. Will you twist that microphone point it just up at you a little bit? It can sure. stay in the same physical location. There you go. How's that? All right. Better? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's great. That's great. Tighten her up here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, may, it may require some. But I remember, uh, and I still have this. It's uh, It was 1996. It was the, the college catalog. Sucker was thick as the Montgomery Boards one, you know. They, <laughs> and I was like, wow, they offer a lot of classes. Mm-hmm. And a, what a variety. And then I, I looked at the picture. I'm like, man, that looks a lot like the University of Wisconsin in Madison. They have a lake on campus. And they have a boat regatta, too. And they got a boat regatta after SIU because SIU is revolutionary in, in that way. Hey, man, so, we, we, played, we played in with the first Earth Day, which I can't remember which governor's day it was. It may have been the governor of Wisconsin. Yeah, but. I just kept finding out <laughs> all these cool things. My dad was in a wheelchair because he had strokes, and I thought, 
Uh, and then, uh, like, I found out that SIU is one of the most handicap-accessible places on the planet. Yeah. And and I thought that was just great. Uh, and I was a history major. And so uh, the history down here was great. It was vast. You know, it was, it was interesting. I had a teacher, uh, John Simon. I don't know if... I, 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 he was a he was a longtime fixture uh, at uh, Lawson Hall. He would he would tell these stories, and it was like he would smoke like crazy before class, and it was like a Gallagher concert in the front row. <laughs> so nobody sat in the first three rows because he would be telling these stories like he knew Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> and then just start coughing and phlegm flying. It was like Gallagher smashing watermelons, <laughs> and so. Uh, that was like my first week in Carbondale, that class, you know, like my first real memory of Carbondale and some also some interesting things happening walking down Cherry Street my first day in Carbondale. And I was just like, holy cow. Dude, if you <laughs> but, don't have a Cherry Street story, are you even in Carbondale? Oh, gosh. Uh, and I met my wife on Poplar and Cherry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into that story, yeah. in it, but I imagine it's a good one. Um, but the, the key, the operative word here uh, that Chris has used uh, leading into what is about to be an absolute treat of an episode is the word interesting. And that's exactly what this podcast is about. The WTF Carbondale podcast where we interview interesting people about their interesting lives. And we tie it all back to this little old place we call home, Carbondale, Illinois. Episode 49, Chris Walls. Ha! Ah, the energy that you walked in this door with today, man. I appreciate well, you. Well, that's just one of the first normal things I've done since we shuttered the Science Center. I wouldn't call this normal, but I would say, Hey, okay. this is, <laughs> I got goosebumps because this is, uh, I feel like I'm working again yeah. for the Science Center. Uh, and that's my, besides my family and my, my friends, uh, this is my motivation is the Science Center. And um, this, I got good energy because of it. And I know that you've been coming to the, I've met you coming into the Science yeah. Center. You were yep bringing uh friends and family in uh for as long as i've known you and yeah. that's that's my connection is i get to get to meet all of these people yeah which is pretty awesome because they have been end up becoming my friends my staff are my friends and yeah. these are all just local people who love this place and that's where that energy is coming from you guys take it you guys take it fun, but you take it seriously too. And I think that is something that a lot of like what is supposed to be educational, engaging activities miss in terms of like development for, uh, you know, the target audience of, of young folks that, that it's aimed at. Right. And, and I think just that, like you being like, everybody's my friend. Oh, definitely. I'm, I, I, I treat everybody equally. I try to listen as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, and that's, I, I think, one of my better characteristics or qualities. My wife would be like, what the? Fuck? That is not true. <laughs> so, uh, but I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> so how did you So how did you meet your wife on Cherry? <laughs> she was my next door neighbor. She Poplar. lived on the corner of Poplar and Cherry, and I lived on the, the house due west of her, not right next door. And um, I'd be like, wow, they do not have curtains in their bathroom. Whoa, oh, buddy. <laughs> and my roommate's like, yep, they sure don't. I saw it last night. I was going to say something to you guys. I'm like, oh, I creep. <laughs> so you so guys we let them know. We're like, them. hey, we could see directly right in there. <laughs> and then they didn't get curtains for another week or two. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, nobody would have looked because that's not polite behavior. Exactly. Uh, it's perverse. <laughs> uh, but if, if I was always a, a 
I, I, I act in good faith. So if you're just working and you look over and you're like, oh, oh, sorry. You know, I mean, that's that's not perverse. But no. if you're over there staring, waiting <laughs> with not this okay. camera. Not OK. Not OK. <laughs> I'm um, so. So like, was it was it like right away you guys clicked or was it like? There oh was no a- no, we were friends for a, a long time. Okay, I mean a couple of years, and I wore I wore her down, uh, <laughs> just over time. Yep. Yeah, uh, so yeah, she ended up going to grad. She t- left for a internship at Disney, which is monumental for her. What a yeah. great place to learn a lot of different skills and meet a lot of international people. Yeah. And I was entering my first semester at grad school. Some might at, say about Disney, a whole new world. I'm sorry. I had the dad world. joke, and it just had to get out. It yeah, was, you got to. You got to. I'm, I'm, so, I'm, I'm banned from ba- dad jokes anymore, too. Uh, it's, you, you know you're a dad. That's what happens. Yeah, that's you, exactly. That's it. You just grow this horn out of your skull, and it's just it's all it does is tell goofy, silly jokes that nobody wants to hear. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm telling myself, less is more. Less is more. Less. <laughs> Let's talk about the science center. <laughs> this is everything, buddy. You don't just get to be the science center. You gotta, you gotta dig into the real carnal parts of your being on yeah. this show. That's how it works. You and you and my counselor. Good luck. <laughs> School or therapist? No. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So what? So like Disney. What? What is? What does she do here? Uh, she's a counselor. Oh. oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> And good too. She, that's, okay. that's, I, I, love, you, I didn't know that. Super, and that lead in for that setup, I appreciate nah. you for delivering the punchline. There you go. Hey, uh, and she's smart. I mean, she's just a wonderful woman. And uh, my wife, Lindsay, she's, she kills it. She's the chemist for our pool. She cooks, cleans, works her butt off. She's my landscaper. You know, it's, it's, uh, she's a, she's a really awesome person. And, well, I mean, and somebody, somebody's got to manage, right? Which is what you do. Oh, she manages me too. I mean, it's like, I'm, <laughs> and she's a wonderful person. I, would be half the person without her, and uh, she's a, a high school counselor. That's wonderful. Uh, but clinical too. She, I mean, she's not just uh, she's LCPC. She's smart, listens. She's the real listener. I'm actually learning to listen from her because <laughs> I am not a natural listener. I can look at you and, and smile but, and nod. But now I'm listening hard. <laughs> but when I was 25, I was just a she nodder didn't. and smiler. <laughs> Does she um, does she get hands on with the science center as well? Uh, she's I ask her questions all the time. I mean, she's good friends with our board president as well, Peter. So yeah. they, you know, they have uh, they have interesting critiques to offer me. <laughs> so uh, and, you get and, beat and, up from Peter and your wife. That's the yeah. Trick and here. my wife is like I said, she's a whip. She knows and she can pay the worst and best, not worst, the best devil's advocate because she'll like that, that's gonna fail. And this is why, and this is how you should maybe think about restructuring your your plan. Mm-hmm. And so it's, and Peter does the same thing. And I, I, I envy that ability of, like that deeper, like Bill, Josh, and I. Josh, the build, Bill is the big dinosaur builder. I've known Bill. We used to travel to the United States uh-huh. and stay in hotel rooms. And I said, we need to do something better, Bill. We need something better. And uh, so I got a job at the Science Center and. One day he called me. He goes, "Which I'm, I'm Wait, hold free." On. You to, used to who's a what, cycle that back. back now. You and the large bearded fellow. Well, Josh, no, Josh is Josh is general manager. Okay. I hired him um, after Bill, but Bill, he's just a bigger guy. Hi, I'm William. Uh, Bill, I'm dinosaur guy. He's the, he builds all the dinosaurs. <laughs> do all you the, do that impression to his face all the time. He knows what he sounds like. <laughs> 
Oh my god, there's gonna be feedback of the mice as I'm laughing so hard. All right, so I, let me cycle so back Bill to the, and I to the, to the original a, way I was going with this question. You okay? So you guys used to travel the country and build dinosaurs. Well, no, we built. I, we worked uh, worked for Cabela's. Uh, that's uh, Bill. My first trip with Bill was to Sydney, Nebraska, from Murfreesboro, Illinois, Murfreesboro, Illinois, for. For uh, installing fake trees, I wish, they were, I wish it was. I wish it was Carterboro and Murfreesville. There, I said it. That's all. Yeah, my the, chest. I'm the, sorry. The, I keep the, interrupting, but you just fill me with life, Chris Walls. Well, the that Carberville was that the 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 Kia dealership guy. Oh, Stoke, Stoke Sand. He's in the middle of. <laughs> he's in the middle of Cart Cart Carterdale he, or Cart Carbon Carbonville or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Come get you one. <laughs> Um, but uh, we we had like a forty eight foot trailer, uh-huh. and we would just uh, we were at Dick Cabela's house. Uh, look it up on Google Earth. It's a it's a massive building in a small town just west of or east of Cheyenne, uh-huh. and just here north of Denver, just way out there. Did he also start Dick Sporting Goods? But a Dutch. No, no. I'm but, sorry. I yeah. couldn't, wouldn't that be what a what a flex though to be like, ah, I got one chain of super successful retail, and we call that Cabela's. No, that one's my first name over here. We call anything. Well, Cab- Cabela's was I. I mean, it's it was awesome. I yeah. mean, Bill was. Uh, it was awesome. The scope of things we were doing. Mm-hmm. Bill could make fake rocks. In fact, we were doing a grotto because mm-hmm. there was like a floating. This is a personal home of 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 Mr. Cabela's, and uh, it, it you know it's like it's, I don't know twenty thousand square feet, and it has villas around this huge oval, and there's the Nile. Uh, the one thing that was disturbing was the all of the the animals trophies that Mr. Cabela had shot down and uh, displayed through this river valley. Yeah, but we were doing fake rocks and trees. Uh, Although Bill is a exquisite taxidermist too, I mean this guy has got so many talents. And I said, no, Bill, we are not doing any taxidermy. I mean, not at the science center. We'll, we'll, uh, we'll go to Research Mannequin. And have you ever heard of Research Mannequin? They're like kind of between Ava and Murfreesboro. Look it up. It's Bill's favorite place to shop. <laughs> research. It's huge. Research Mannequin. It's huge. Uh, they are just. I've never seen such a big place in the middle of nowhere. It's just a huge pole barn. <laughs> Full of mannequins? Uh, yeah. All different types of animals, uh, human mannequins. It's everything. Everything. Flower. Okay, so I, I did. So, but I, tra- I just traveled with Bill, and I just, my wife's like, you're gone a lot, yeah. you know? And so then I said, well, I'll, I'll get a new job. And so I got, took, I was the youngest director of the Murfreesboro Chamber of Commerce. And I did that for a year. <laughs> uh, it was a hard job. I yeah. met some great people like Marlene McGregor. Uh, what a wonderful lady. Uh-huh. You know, uh, Mike Jones, who is with the, the Logan Museum. He's uh-huh. the ex- executive director. Great person. Um, just it was neat to meet a lot of people. But for $21,000 a year and a va- drastic pay cut from what I was making yeah. traveling with Bill, kept me at home. Uh, but it just wasn't going to cut it. Uh, but I succeeded there. I did well. I, I uh, made some things happen. Uh, started the just, just, I was good for economic uh, tranquility in that community. Even though I brought in 
a diverse crew uh, mm-hmm. that that which shook a little head, but uh, it, it we got things done. Good, you know, and it was fun. And then I noticed in the paper that the science center needed a a new director, and so uh, I did an interview, and they hired me on the spot. And did you move the science center from where it was to where it is? Yes. How how soon within taking one that year? Job? One year. I was there, and I was like, "Holy cow! This is like a Mister Wizard's lab gone wrong." <laughs> I mean, there's computers that are broken down. There was a uh, one of the first weeks there. This kid sliced his hand in the deconstruction zone, where they're sitting there with <laughs> screwdrivers and the computer housing like you've got there. And <laughs> I'm like, "There's a blender in there." <laughs> And so I got this is, this is awful. <laughs> I think we have four exhibits uh-huh. that were there originally. Yeah. But then I've, I've, I'm good at researching. And so I, I found pictures of, of, of it, the place when it was original, uh, when it started. The Science Center, a lot of people who are local know that it came around in 1994. Mm-hmm. Joe Lynn Smith and uh, Linda Harold, they, they were the founders. They came up with this idea. They were med prep. Uh, instructors at mm-hmm. SIU at Lindengren Hall and they just came up with this idea. JoLynn was retiring, Linda was, you know, just a little she was younger than JoLynn mm-hmm. and so she just retired last year actually from med prep. But uh she had uh, energy and connections and they just started this nonprofit from nothing. Mm-hmm. And boy is it, it it has morphed into something uh, something different. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've we've get traveling lecturers coming in. Uh, we had a guy from Biosphere too, and I joked with the board and I said, I th- when he came, I thought it was going to be Polly Shore, and I have an older board and it was crickets, except Peter. He's like, so. But it's. I missed out, man. I should have when Kyle had spot. I should have had him bring it by the science center. Shame on me. Yeah, when, well. when Kyle, if Kyle gets spot back, I'll, I'll make sure it get, finds its way to the science center. Yeah, we're just it's it's turning into a place that's it's it's, it's self reliant. It yeah. uh, or I refuse to take money from the city of Carbondale. Yeah, because I know it can be used better. Yeah, and I didn't like the way they the, the amount of hours required and WTF Carbondale for. <laughs> requiring so many recording hours of what you're doing with that money. Uh-huh. We're, we're a nonprofit. We're paying staff. Yeah. We're paying rent, you know? <laughs> we're just doing the work. We were, yeah, we're trying to stay open. So, so and I, I noticed that that wasn't viable. Yeah, so, so here's, here's, here's where I'm going to throw out to you on, on this, man. I, again, I'm a, I may end up touching on two things I had no intention of touching on in this conversation keep and having it more private, but whatever, man. We're, we're about to make the strides that we're about to make. Um, the Southern Illinois Community Foundation has really caught its footing in the past couple of years. And I've gotten to like just have some interaction with Byram uh, and I'm going to have him on the podcast at some point in time. But he's essentially managed to to have the Community Foundation, you know, s- stick its hand into every nonprofit activity coming and going in Southern Illinois and doing it in like an ethical and capable way that delivers results in whatever each individual nonprofit that's participating with sees a results as a deliverable from, right? And and I think that, uh, you know, getting getting an endowment set up that's like focused on you know transitioning away to this city, to essentially tax cash into endowment cash, 
right? And I think that's a viable thing for the city to do uh, and can land like in a really good place for all of our nonprofits, open it up to more nonprofits being able to seek funding and then to kind of, you know, free them to be the nonprofit that they need to be uh, and still be able to like, fine, you know, and it's not a ton of money that everybody gets, mm-hmm. but you know, every little bit helps for everybody. Yeah. I mean, Byron, when he first came in, he came in and saw me at the science center. It's the first time I saw any executive director from the, from that foundation yeah. ever. Yeah. And I've been with the science center now going, well, this November will be 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we have a little bit. It's it's nothing. Uh, the Spees set it up. They yeah. set it up for many nonprofit yep. organizations, and those are wonderful people. Yep. Um, Edie was. I've got one of her walking canes hanging in the science center just because Good. they were impactful to me. Good. Um, and Byron lets me know when like things are available. What yeah. uh, I see more action with that foundation than I've seen in the you know. 13 years I've been uh, directing the Science Center. Yep. And it's a breath of fresh air yeah. because there's a decent amount of money sitting there that hasn't moved in, in it's 20 this, years. It's a flat line. You know, but now it's you start seeing just a hair up. They're, they're, they're working. Yeah. He's, he's a good director. He's, uh, a, he's bringing in support staff that yep. does programming. Yep. It's what I did at the Science Center. It's like, <laughs> uh, this is nothing new. This is... This is what uh, leaders do. They bring in people to make their job easier and they're better at things that you can do. Yeah. You know, like I have a program coordinator because I I can program just fine. She's way better at it. (laughs) Connie Adams is way better than I am at programming. Yeah. She's also a scientist. I am not. I play one at work. (laughs) Uh, I play one at work. It's good. I like that. (laughs) uh, You know, my general manager, he's recreational management. He's really good at what he does. Yeah. He's he's good at remembering Josh. He's the big guy who looks yeah. like he's a biker. Yeah. Actually, soft teddy bear. Uh friendly as all get out. It just looks mean and <laughs> how does he maintain such a phenomenal facial hair structure? Well, if you love he... yourself, you take time. <laughs> that's what he told me. Yeah. That's what he's it's he that's part of who he is, and he's proud of it. And <laughs> And I said, is it really that color? He goes, what do you think? And I said, what's with the deep questions? I'm supposed to ask the deep questions. <laughs> he says, what do you think? <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've, I've one great thing about the Science Center is I was able to hire people who were not my friends, who are every one of them are now. Yeah. And I haven't had turnover. Uh, I have not hired a new person since Josh. And yeah. Josh, Josh was just hanging around. He would bring his kids up there. He was going to college. At SIU, uh, and he goes, you need any help? Yeah. I'm just sitting around, and I said, sure, help me move this around. Then, uh, you know, a couple months later, he's like, hey, I've got an in- – I need an internship. I'm, uh, I'm supposed to do 30 hours a week, and it's supposed to be unpaid. I'm like, come on down. <laughs> Cha-ching. And so we had the longest interview period. It was a, a year long, and it, it was fantastic. Is uh, that coming from downstairs right now? It, it, I know how to get out of here quickly. All right, cool. So long as you're good, we're good. All right. I just, that's. Yeah, yeah. There's, that's usually, the ghost. That's the first time I've heard any sort of like haunting sounds. That, so we're that was out together this evening. I tried friend. to hold it together. I was just like, maybe that's just a, somebody who's outside. Yeah. <laughs> having some fun. Anywho. <laughs>
scaring me. Uh-huh. So he's got, yeah, well, I'm glad we're both skittish. Like, I'm <laughs> definitely afraid of the dark. Well, it's like, been quiet. It's just been my voice and your voice. And then you hear, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> Here it is. And I think it just answered me. <laughs> I'm going to go. I'll, I'll keep everybody uh, in the know as what's going down. If you start screaming, I'm not coming following. <laughs> that was terrifying. Yeah, I thought somebody missed their meds today. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, okay, that makes Hey, that so ought to bring the sense. ratings up. <laughs> All of a sudden this turns into like a Blair Witch style like Are you recording this? <laughs> Everything's on a wire, so it's all gonna like be a bunch of shaking, runny motion, and then just cut to black. <laughs> there you go. <sighs> Yet it still that sounds was only ghostly. Five, that was only like what nine stairs. And I'm out of breath, man. This is I'm in poor shape, Chris. That's Dave. That's um, I am also in poor shape. It's it's tough, man. COVID makes it tough. It's. You said you lost, like, how many? How many? I've lost 40 pounds, but it's because I forced myself to stop drinking Mountain Dew and Dr. Pepper. And uh-huh. um, and I know that I'm right across the street from my trigger point, oh, no. Dairy Queen. Oh, no. <laughs> I, it's just being mindful. Um, my <laughs> Bill, the, so yeah, you keep hearing the ghost. And that, ghost man. <laughs> You know, I, I'm doing it is because my, my exhibit builder uh, has been diagnosed with diabetes. Uh-huh. And it's hard. Well, we sit around and, I mean, we were across from SMB Burger. I'm like, yeah. what are we all having for lunch today? <laughs> I know what we're having. <laughs> we're having SMB Burgers. That's right. And you do that three times a week. And, uh, you know, I was getting big, big, big. Yeah. And uh, so I just, just focused on eating a lot, every, like every two hours, just like, you know, peanuts and just keep. But I also have, <laughs> I'm telling you, I hope the sound is picking up those. <laughs> it's got to be. It's gotta, hold on. Every, just. So uh, it's. No, no, we got, we got to be quiet. Wait for him to do it again. See what. It's not that. That sounded motorboatish. It's. I feel. I think it's getting just like a little. Anywho, I'm sorry. I mean, I'm that's sorry. the diversity of the culture in Carbondale right, right. there. We've got voiceless or voice. Uh, what did, what did well, you they're, they're 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 warming, warming their voices for uh, for a musical so like the the stage company has in the other room oh my god dude so here's here's what's really cool about what they're doing right now is the um like because it's a different level of investment in how you build something out if it's going to be a permanent piece of infrastructure mm-hmm. versus if it's got to be modular yeah so the difference between a play set and a set for film so They've got just this beautiful, like, setup with, like, curtains draped in special ways and just, like, walls that look very permanent in place so that they can record the second part to their musical. And they had done a similar thing with the first part of it, just built this beautiful, like, permanent, like, full wraparound yeah. stage set. Uh, and you could tell, I mean, it's 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 built to pick up on camera as a permanent structure and not, like, you know, they don't have to break it down in between scenes and, and intermission yeah, yeah. and what have you for a, for a live show. So it's just... It's cool to see where you kind of adapt and pick these things up along the way. Yeah, set building is I was uh, heavily recruited by Ron Naverson at McLeod Theater 
uh, <laughs> to come because he was working with Donna Bachman, who was the director of the University Museum when I was there uh-huh. uh, in the early 2000s. And he saw what I was doing with exhibits. I was building these walls that could be modularly built. And he goes, oh, you're doing exactly what we do over at McLeod. And yeah. I I need an assistant for an assistantship next year. And I remember Donna Bachman like, don't you talk to him again. Don't you talk to him again. <laughs> you leave him alone. And, and I'm, I'm being facetious, but she did say, like, he's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, what they do, and because so, I would have liked that, too. I would have. I would have loved managing things like that. Yeah. Because it's uh, when you're building exhibits like what Bill and I are doing, uh, I can build up, I can build his his framing, you know, his armatures and, and all of this stuff and mm-hmm. get him set up. And then he is a finisher. Yeah. That dude can finish things and set, like, I, I'm a great framer. I am not a great trim installer. <laughs> so, like, I could, but so with Bill and I working together, I mean, it is awesome. And then Josh running the Science Center yeah. uh, floor and Connie doing the the exhibits and uh, Abby Sell, our animal curator, because we've got so many dang animals now. It's just, mm-hmm. I, I did put a moratorium. No more animals. We are not a zoo. <laughs> so did you, did you guys build your own dinosaurs? Like all, the stuff all of them. Every single one of them are from scratch. And if anybody wants a dinosaur, we'll build you one. They cost money, but they but you, are but awesome. But they are, but they are attainable. Yeah. I mean, we do every, I mean, we, dude. We do whatever it takes to extend the mission of the Science Center in a positive, progressive way. Yeah. We built the, a lot of people do not know, we built the miniature golf course at Renton One Park for the miners. We wow. did that after work. We worked every day, and then we'd work there till 2 in the morning. And we did that in six months, start to finish. So all- this this takes me into the next thing that I didn't think I was going to talk about on here, but... You, the more you're talking, the more I'm like, ah, oh, this is this is the missing piece, right? I, I want to turn at least one of those storefronts. I don't care if it's J.C. Penney. I don't care if it's Macy's, but they're both empty. And I want one of them to be a studio. And I, and I, and I had thought about, like, oh, we need to attract a business here and, like, let a production studio do this and whatever else. But I hadn't given thought to, like, the nonprofit structure and how do you make a nonprofit space that is a pay-to-access mm-hmm. from a consumer standpoint, but a nonprofit that provides the service of a rentable space to create media in. And we're going to talk so much more about this when we're not on camera, but I'm so just floored by, like, how much this fits into my mindset well, the malls are malls are a tricky place. My wife was just in Cape Girardeau not too long ago uh, at their mall, and their mall is fledgling too, and they're a bigger yeah. community in Cape than it yeah. is here. Uh, my brother in uh, in Lake County, just north of Cook County, where Chicago is, mm-hmm. uh, Illinois, he says the malls are empty there too. Yeah, they're just empty, and that is a huge megapolis. That city goes from essentially. Green Bay with a couple of little fingers of, mm-hmm. of no population to Milwaukee, and then Milwaukee all the way to Detroit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a massive conglomerate of communities. Mm-hmm. And their malls are empty. Except if they're doing multi-use things. They're not, it's not just there to shop. You're there to eat. You're yeah. there to do some culture. You're there to get free or cheap uh, studio rentals or whatever other yeah. ideas that people have and are willing to Give it a shot because there are people who are, who would like to sound record, but they do not have the ability to. Yeah, you know. Then then you can come to the science center on Thursdays when we're free, and it's that just every it's a, it, 
I want the science. I would wish the science center was free every day. It's just not feasible. Unless but it's so I'd, accessible, man. It's still, I mean, what, sixty bucks for a year? Seventy-five for a year. Sorry. And it's, uh, but still, that's that's cheaper than, and you can go to four hundred other museums across the United States free of charge. And that's and that's seventy-five bucks for up to four people. Oh, eight. Eight. Yeah, it's eight people. On card a holder plus seven. And that's what uh, the Association of Science and Technology Centers, which we are the smallest member. That is adorable. We are the smallest member, but I guarantee we do. uh, We provide exhibits for some of the larger ones. You know, we can. So is is that is that part of what keeps? Oh, yeah. Girl Scouts sell Girl Scout cookies. Science Center sells science exhibits. It doesn't matter. I'll build. We build you a sign. Take a look at uh, Jan Payne. uh, her sign on Route 51 yeah. North, that's a beautiful sign built by the Science Center. We do whatever it takes to imp- to progress the mission of the Science Center, which yeah. is to provide hands-on science to, to kids and their families. And so if we can do that and it doesn't, imp- it doesn't impede our goal, it's, we're righteously doing the right thing because that Science Center is awesome. We have a dinosaur area that nobody... It, we were due to open March 14th, 2020. That was when we were opening up that exhibit. We were going to drop the black curtains, Fuck. and we've got a 30-foot rope bridge that is not being used. We've got a, a slide, which we realized is pretty damn fast. It, I mean, you go down it, and you fly. So we had to, like... Reverse engineer it, and we're like, we need some soft padding landing. Wait, so what? What this is? This it's is a, a huge structure. How we, did in the little old science center? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we where did where did, what of, did you do with all the other stuff? Uh, we just moved and started to consolidate, and okay. we're making. We are going to turn that place into a world class science center, and it's it's going to take me till probably I retire, but it is going to happen. Yeah, I play. I my staff is is equal to me as any leader in on our team like they they have autonomy they have a voice and uh, they'll never be belittled they'll be treated with respect and and i have not had turnover in six years in this little old community and i have bill adams who is one of the best sculptors in the world and that is not an opinion that is a fact he is one of the best in fact he's never even done a bronze and i talked him into uh, sending a maquette to Saginaw, Michigan, to the Ernest Hemingway Foundation because they were doing a request for for a proposal in an RFP for a bust. Mm-hmm. He got paid five thousand dollars and took second place. He's never he's never worked in metal casting before. <laughs> he is great at what he does. The dinosaurs that he builds are second to none. They look like they belong. You know, when when I see those dinosaurs, I think that they came out of an actual like. Uh, you know, like a Smithsonian exhibit where they yeah. recreated dinosaurs. Which Bill has worked for the Smithsonian several <laughs> the times. So, oh, man. <laughs> uh, Bill is, and he's just, he's so humble. He doesn't even know uh, that he's that good. You know, it's, if he reminds me, I told him, I said, Rodney Dangerfield on Caddyshack was like, I'm bombing out there. And whoever <laughs> the director said, no, you're doing fine. Well, nobody's laughing. Well, they're paid not to laugh. They're on set. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, uh, just not aware of how good his his artwork really is. And I am. I'm totally aware of it. And, <laughs> and uh, I'd be like, do not ever offer a price for sale ever again, Bill. 
<laughs> Peter I and I will be doing you that. Got, you got Chris here to take you yeah. home on that one, buddy. Well, it, it, we've made a pact. It has to be two out of three. Peter, Gregory, myself, and Bill, if we're doing a bid, two of us have to agree on the price. And it, it's a great check and balance. And because we'll do, th- like, if it's a community member, we will help our community yeah. any way we can. Yeah. Even if we're not getting paid through the science center, we'll come over, I'll bring my crew over, and we will help. We does will... Bill does Bill have the do you guys have the ability to like let do you guys have the ability to scale? What do you mean? Oh yeah, scale, scale. Oh, yeah, like, like do you do you have the ability to go from you know a, a small crew doing the projects by projects to a crew of fifty or a hundred to build out an entire setting? Um, if I if I needed to, uh, I'm sure I could, but okay. uh, we we are our own crew. I do bring in subcontractors. Oh, I'm being I'm being I'm being selfish about my own thoughts. And sure, shit. sure, I'm, sure. I'm just no, quizzing you uh, to figure out where we're at. <laughs> no, no, uh, I can. I can manage whatever. Peter has taught me it's all about knowing every one of your zones and every one of your uh, or like little departments that you have. Mm-hmm. You have to be in rapport with those leaders. Yeah. And those leaders are the ones that are being a leader with you and together yeah. uh, that happens. So I, uh, there's no way one person can manage so many people. He manages, he or she, um, they, th- anybody can manage a large group, but through uh, trusted leaders in those groups. Yeah. And so uh, that's integral. And we're so small at the Science Center that it's just, you know, I have the luxury of a board president who, you know, was very successful in business. And he has lots of things to offer me mentor-wise and friendship-wise because yeah. Peter, Peter's a great person. I love hanging out with him. And uh, it's... it's it's awesome when you have such a small like-minded group in Cause I don't know if this type of thing would work any bigger. No, that, I mean, that, that is the reality is you can have a board of people, but you don't need all 15 or 12 or whatever of those people to be on that. Like, you know, that movement core, right. Yeah. Cause you have to be able, you have to be able to like work on the fly and like really make it work as you go because each day, Shit's gonna change. Oh, definitely. I've, I've I'm learning on how to utilize the units of your day. Uh, is it you have uh, so many units in a day? Uh-huh. I'm gonna knock the <laughs> the <laughs> mic right off the stand. Uh, uh, so I've got. We all have to watch. Of like, are you dealing with something that's immediate important or immediate non-important? Yeah. You know, if like for instance, uh, Josh is is good at being able to, like, he'll get a call. I lost my membership. Uh, then somebody comes in right then and there. I need a membership right now. Uh, and I'm like, hey, I need those mailers taken care of. <laughs> and so he's he's completely, uh, you know, learning to juggle. I'm going to shut my phone off before I No, you're fine. No, if you, a... if you, and if it's something you got to answer, answer it, man. No, uh, no, also, okay. uh, timing wise, we are, so it is, we're it good. Is, I... Yeah, we're, we're good. I'm going to get you out of here at like three minutes past the time that you wanted to leave. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, we're, uh, it's, that's a tricky question, Nate. That's just how, how many people can you manage? It's well, a, yeah, no. And the question is how many people can the people that you manage manage? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, that's, that's a, that's a real good way of putting it. Right. Um, so no, I mean again, I just dude, I had I had no intention of this being where this conversation went, but I've been oh, working on these things 
in my mind for a while. And I mean, it's not like people don't know that I'm like, that these are some of my ideas, right? It's a, <laughs> well, if, I'm, I'm nervous about that mall yeah, because I do not want to move. Yeah. In fact, I've, uh, you know, it's like when, I guess I'm, my question I'm, is, do you want to get bigger? Um, how, like, Manage, I would love to, I can, like, I would expand exhibitry. Yeah. I don't know if we need to get, I mean, I wouldn't mind hiring two or three more people. Well, think, think about this. Here, here, here's, I mean, the if we took, here's, here's the pitch, right? It's the media lab by the science center. Sure. And there's a restaurant ready to go right there. Yeah. I mean, that's and, that and all mall. Of a sudden, I was there today and I counted 15 people in six hours. Most of them are mall walkers that, that I've known for years. Not shoppers. What is it like having a relationship with the mall walkers? Uh, depends on who they are. <laughs> How many mall walkers do you have relationships with, Chris It's a tough question. Should I have my attorney? <laughs> There's here? a lot of mall walkers. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's some of the same ones. We've had, I've had some mall walkers leave us their estate. I mean, wow. I, I'm friendly to whoever is friendly to me. <laughs> uh, we had this conversation before we were on. I, yeah. I'll talk with my wife. She hates when I go out. She goes, you, you're like a dang politician. I'm like, nah, nah, I'm not. I'm not a politician. Um, but good luck tomorrow, by yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. Um, where does that come from for you? Like, where, where does that just general, like, approachability, I guess I'll call it, come from? Is that just something you've always had? I believe so. I was the youngest of... Uh, two macho brothers that would beat the crap out of me all the time. So <laughs> I, I had to learn my way. I'd be like, all right, it's uh, 4.55, tears in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Like, look at my brothers, like, you're in trouble now. <laughs> Mom would pull in. So <laughs> babies learn. <laughs> so that's just a guess. I don't know. I, I just, I guess I've always said it. I've always, I've always enjoyed talking to people. Uh, and listening, it's uh, it's it's great. I mean, I've met some interesting people, like yeah. Barrett Rockman. I remember the first time I met him. I weird. We talked for like two hours. So here's <laughs> and, here's a trick with Barrett uh, for for me on this. So some somebody had suggested that I reach out to Barrett and have him on the podcast uh -huh. just weeks before he passed. Ah, uh, yeah. That so now that same person was like, you need to figure out a way to interview his family together and like, just have a kind of like a Rockman family round table. And that's been in the back of my head for like the past couple months. Like I know I'm going to have to wait till, till COVID's that over dude just, did some interesting, cool things. He was, yeah. I mean, he was just, just the guy. The, yeah. I mean, he was an entrepreneur. I mean, uh, and sometimes uh, things don't go as planned, but he, he was a, he was a kind person. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I met him like one of the first weeks that Blue Sky was open and we overindulged. <laughs> and uh, my wife's like, I, I've been drinking water for two hours. I'm, re I'm ready to go. <laughs> and I will be in one more minute. So, uh, but yeah, I've, it was, and you know, I was actually, I was uh, researching for a book in grad school. Um, only time I got published <laughs> was, uh, a, a project that uh, Professor Michael Patinsky, uh, he was uh, he was the chair of the history department uh, at the time. Sounds so familiar. Uh, his was dad was uh, offensive lineman for the for the 
Detroit Lions I think, in I like think the fifties. I think I knew his kid. I think I knew. I think I grew yeah. up playing video games with his son. Long time, dude. He was just a great, great person. Uh, and in fact, he got. Uh, I just took the class because I needed a, a, you know, a, a seminar that wasn't in my field. Mm -hmm. And so I just happened to pick this one, and and I actually met some some long term friends in that class. Pretty cool. Um, uh, and uh, so I needed to find Munchie Man, and I found him, and <laughs> it was, was interesting. I mean, I bet just this college has got such deep history. Like Dave Dardis. Do you know Dave, the Rainmaker? No, I don't. Man, he's got some stories. <laughs> I, that, so that's what I need. That's what we'll do after is I'm, I'm going to, like, I'll hit you up, and you just need to get me a list of. Yeah, there's. The, there, there, there really are. That's, that's why I'm doing this. Like, this is the thing. Well, you, if you can get these people to come in, I think it's a great idea, Nate. Uh, if you could get Dave Darbus in here, I mean, he'll tell you about, you know, how the, you know, big time law enforcement trying to <laughs> pin a pin a riot on him <laughs> in the seventies. <laughs> yeah, because he took it. a picture. Like, th this is this is this is a this is a mix of two things. This is shadowing a future and like documenting a past oh, before definitely. that past is like. Because in, in 15 years, it's gone. 15 oh, years from now, everything, like the, the last of the last stories of the, like the real Carbondale that like what it grew from and to and through, those will be nearly inaccessible other than through, <coughs> excuse me, you know, printed media and printed media is simply not the delivery vehicle of the day. This oh, is no, not at all. It, it's, I think they some of some of that printed material could be considered primary source but most of the time it's secondary yeah and uh nothing like i was at the i was at the hill gang uh yesterday for an siu baseball game and boy things have changed since 2000 when you yeah. get somebody you see them rolling a keg up <laughs> like, like what's with the beer bong he's like it's, it's a baseball game, it's the man. rally bong <laughs> like, what? Uh. and so this is such a like there are so many forgotten things like the cannon that sat right in front of where Fainer is now mm -hmm. uh, was covered in paint. Uh, it would be funny if uh, when, uh, that cannon is actually in Fainer Hall right now. If I'm looking, I built a replica base that it's sitting in when I was in grad school. But Patty Femister, her great or her grandfather was Parkinson. Uh, who was chancellor at SIU, and she said when she was at SIU, the, the cannon would only fire if a virgin walked by, and it has never fired. <laughs> and this is a 70-year-old lady at the University Museum telling me this. And, and I'm like, man, you are a very respectable lady, and that is a great story. And just so many of these stories at SIU, they're just getting forgotten. Yeah. That... And so another thing with that cannon is it had, it had like fifty layers of paint on it, mm -hmm. and I, I wanted to figure out like where did they take the paint off? Because I know, this is before nineteen seventy eight. Yeah. Half that shit's lead paint. That ain't going nowhere. It's where. And so I got into a yearbook and I could see where they were, they were behind the university museum's. Uh, it's a, it's off McClafferty Road. It's where they mm -hmm. store all of their. Uh, artifacts and don't ever think about going and checking that place out at night. You will get <laughs> you you, gonna, you, you gonna will visit. get you will get caught quick. That is the most secure place in Carbondale. 
by far. <clears throat> it's a, it's got great artwork out there. But I walked it's not along. Even been around that long. It's only what the. It's only been around like fifteen years. No, no, not the library annex. If you keep going back, there's, there's Renoir's, Picasso's, Warhol's. What? Oh yeah, here's that's the history of this town. The purchasing under Delight Morris and Basil Hedrick, who was the, so, he was the so director is... of the University Museum. And so if the University Museum ever wants to know the real history of the University Museum, you come just talk to me. I look at my research paper in, high, in, in grad school. We'll, we'll publish it through WTF Carbondale. Um, no, no. So this is, <laughs> no, this is, so this is exactly why. The, well, this, the... these, all these stories, I can't, they're all secondhand. So I'm yeah. like the secondary source. And these people are getting older and like I, the, the couch Neil fires Dillard. and the streakers. And there's just so yeah. many things that just. Are, no, no, Neil, <laughs> Neil. So here, here's the, the and I and I have I've waited to get through obviously where, where we're at with with politics and stuff right now. But I, I like one of the first phone calls. There, there are two phone calls that I, that I mean to make like Wednesday. Right. One of them is Hugh Muldoon. One of them mm -hmm. is Neil Dillard. And it's because like you want the, the key like to the chest of knowledge. Yeah. Right. These are, these are some of the guys, right. Uh, Margaret, Margaret Nesbitt. I've, you know, I've, I've after vaccines and all that other stuff and making sure that we're, that we're safe in place. Mm -hmm. Like there are, there are people that are, that are with us that are the key to so much about us that we don't. And we, we struggle to contextualize because they like said they're all secondhand stories still. Yeah. And I'm loaded with them and it's just, it's, it's funny. Uh, I wasn't I wasn't aware enough to actually just whip out my old recorder, which I had available to me. I just yeah. uh, and I wish I did. It's one of those things in retrospect. You're like, well, I failed humanities <laughs> <laughs> because it would have been so easy. And I could have just been like, yeah, I've got these tapes, given them over to communication building, and be like, yeah. put these in your archive. So here's the the thing. So Jack Titchener, when I when I when I when I did my interview with Jack Titchener, I was so thrilled. He I mean, he was like episode twenty four or something like that, and it was mm -hmm. just you know it uh, getting some very credible people willing to have a conversation with you like this has lent credibility to this project early on, and I think that's what's going to make it a long term success. Uh, Jack talked about Delight Morris's vision starting in like nineteen forty eight, understanding that the acquisition of broadcast licenses would forever change the direction of the college right and, oh, yeah. and gear it towards and the change their he was the first they were the first people first one of the first universities to change from a native american there was the southern illinois university maroons and then they changed by a vote to the salukis but what i read in this newspaper article was it was an editorial that's because people were tired of being called the morons mm -hmm. <laughs> So it wasn't necessarily because it was the right thing. It was just the thing to get them away from. All right. So that's just like these are these stories that like that they're just this this community is just filled with them. Yeah. Just filled with them. And so many people touch on this community. Like this is a place where there are so many people globally that have a little piece of this place with them. And oh, yeah. all of these stories are still tied together very well through here. My my wife was telling me that there was some Facebook page, and I am don't ever try and contact me on Facebook. I will not reply because <laughs> there's I don't, a Facebook page I'm not in charge of. What, Chris? No. Get me on my MySpace page. <laughs> That's right. So <laughs> I'm still they're they're gonna pull through. <laughs> but uh, uh, but so your your wife says there's a Facebook page. 
um, that uh, it was just about it was just talking about Carbondale. What happened to you in Carbondale? And all of a sudden, it, it mushroomed or well, snowballed, mushroomed. <laughs> Where is my mind going? But uh, the it snowballed into some kid got a scholarship for like the people are saying oh, yeah, yeah, uh, hundred dollars yeah, in that. The beer group, the beer group. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, Craig, yeah, Craig runs the beer group. That, yeah, that's that's like that's 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 actually that makes me proud. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, but I was like a bunch of old beer drinking Carbondale wannabes because they're not anymore because they live somewhere else. Yeah. And and they still have this thought. I have friends still come come down here twenty something years no. later. Hey, let's go out and party. I'm like, and that's not what I do in Carbondale yeah. anymore, man. <laughs> but that's what they do in Carbondale. Yeah. But here here's the thing, right? So now there, there's another opportunity there to just like you got you got to find a way to capture it for the new and the old, right? Like that's where we're at and where we don't have a lot going on in town. Like now's the chance to be like, okay. We know that we need to build it so people that are here currently have this like fond memory 20 years down the line, but we also need to have this thing where people from 20 years ago, 40 years ago, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. want to come and relive their fun. It's like a, it's like a theme park for your memories. Sure, yeah. Is uh, what this place why the is. cellar will always be here at PKs. And That's right. <laughs> and Paul Stokes, the owner of the cellar, he'd be a good conversation, I bet, Yeah. if you could get him in. Well, again, I got I to gotta get him on. I got to get Robbie on. Robbie um, would be great, man. Robbie... Robbie is a, a good person. He is another volunteer for the Science Center. Is he? I've been for a long time. Very good. Very good. What, is, what, is Robbie, what does Robbie do for you? He'll... Anything? He'll give you money. He'll <laughs> give you sound. He'll give you equipment for free. You know, it's, uh, Robbie's a good person. And so yeah. uh, when we start losing all these old sound guys, too... Yeah. Because, um, you know, we lost one, and it's... Uh, Man, that's... It, a- he was really good to the science center too. So yep. happens too fast. Yep. My skin's crawling now. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. No, I, I mean it was I I missed I missed Joe. Joe was one of the people we so we had talked about you know, we we tried to get it set up. We we tried to convince SIU and uh, to to let us bring the the sunset concerts virtual with something similar to what we were doing with virtual varsity stuff, which and was like, awesome. Some thank you. Um, that the, was we, awesome. The um, uh, I mean, it's still it's still going. It's like, I know, but just when it started, we were just so confined. Yeah. And at least for my family, it was just like my wife and I just were were jamming, and we were. It was. Uh, Lucas Feather, or who yeah. Was? Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 definitely, did, yeah. Lucas and it, and then he, they played later, and it was it was awesome, and yeah. we were all thankful that they that they <laughs> they did an encore, yeah, because we need. I don't know if they knew, but I, my wife and I we needed that that night. Yeah, it was Good. it was nice. So I, I actually forgot about that until you you repeated that, <laughs> and it, and that's the truth, man. Thank you. That was good. It was the right timing. And Lucas Feather, they killed it. <laughs> yeah, no, they, they were they were they were real good, Mike. Well, and and that's what's nice, right? Like we we've got. It's really weird being on the inside of like what you know is going to be like something that an an arc that stretches over the next several decades, mm-hmm. right? As as you know, I, you know, as lights fade in, lights fade out, right? Like this this is this is where we're at. That is just the the stages. The stage is always set, but the but the scenery may change the um oh now i'm trying to like work myself through getting emotional i i joe so joe 
Sunset got like what we wanted to do was get a bunch of like old Sunset concert footage because this dude has every like yeah you you like Joe Joe has everything Joe, everything <laughs> for for his literal lifetime right and and it's he doesn't just have everything he has everything and it's all digitized mm-hmm. yeah right I gotta I gotta he's reach made it out. into metadata I gotta I, we, I gotta reach out to like Doug and his kids and just see what's going on yeah there. it's That's, uh that that needs to that needs my to wife one of her first jobs was with Sanji I mean it's uh so it's just like we've known them all for a long time yeah I mean if you look at the science center all of their sound it's Joe and Robbie yeah all of it every every sound cord i'm looking around looking at all this stuff yeah we have it at the science center and i would say hey how much what should i make the check out to nothing yeah i'm like like is that an llc because <laughs> 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 no. i mean i was yeah. you just don't get you don't get used to things like that because it doesn't happen often yeah and but it, it, i did start getting used to it at the science center because when you're doing the right thing and you're doing uh, a really cool thing for our, your community. Yeah. Cool people like that just come out of the woodworks. Yep. Because, they, I mean, it's it's the gravity of this place, right? It always has been. It always will be. Like, if there's a cause and it is righteous, there will be those there. Yeah. To, in fact, to back you in your in your. Joe fight. was there on a Thursday night because we were doing a science cafe, and my sound took a crap. He brought me a whole new little, uh, it was a, Toe behind, it was like a, a suitcase essentially. Yeah. Opened it up, hooked it up. I go, I'll return it tomorrow. He goes, No, don't ever return it. <laughs> and just left. And it was used, but I'm still using it today. That yeah. was like eight years ago in June. <laughs> you know, it was like, so he was on his way to get set up at like two in the afternoon. And he made a stop at the Science Center first, set it up 10 minutes, and was gone. Uh, the, best so part about, the-, the best part about the other side of it. Is Joe making you feel good for overpaying for something? Ah, hell yeah! <laughs> I bought a violin for my daughter. If it's not for the science center, <laughs> <laughs> that's correct. That's correct. I bought a. I got a pair of speakers. I've got some yeah. some drumsticks and some chords and some other things. And I'm perfectly happy with those purchases. As they exactly, sit. and rightfully so. He needed to feed himself and his family too. That's correct. And, uh, and that's why I would never buy an instrument in his town uh, from anybody else but him. But I hope Soundcore stays alive. Yeah, I really do. I pray for that. Well, they and they've got you know it's the the way that he had been restructuring the business for for you know years before the way that he had consolidated into the uh, small business development center and mm-hmm. utilizing the the incubator space. You know, I I never saw it firsthand, but I'm sure like you know he he could figure out like oh here's here's how i consolidate you know all of my retail mm-hmm. you know get 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 everything that is in the production space out of the retail space and understand like how how i preserve one the other both whatever it may mm-hmm. be and like arguably the more important component is the media part right it's one thing to have you know the ability to like move the move all of the physical goods but like the memories that that like he's just got a hold of yeah Ugh. It's a tough one for our community. Yep. That's for sure. I agree. I agree. Man, we are, uh, we're like getting right there. We got one more minute well, as it sits. And then I'm, I'm, I'm feeling. Comfort. Thanks for coming to my house, pounding <laughs> the pavement. I hadn't seen you for a while, Nate. Yeah. 
And I, th- <laughs> I think I scared the crap out of you. I was you did. lifting I sure up something ready. heavy, and I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, holy shit, somebody's on my porch. Yeah. <laughs> Me, five, oh, five. And, you know, it's it's funny. It's just a lot of lot of lot of using, you know, uh, 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 screen porch doors as a, as a, as sneeze guards and whatever else. This yeah, whole time. yeah, like, yeah. I've been I've been double vaccinated and had it and gone through the whole thing. I'm not. I'm legitimately like the least threatening of, of anything. But also like people want to see your face and uh, you know at the same time you're outdoors of everything and like so I, so I've kind of ran around then in, in that way. Um, and so it's been kind of funny, just the different kinds of approaches, you know, whether it's somebody bolting into the door cause they're excited, which has happened. I've had people nearly knock me down as they rush to their front door. I haven't say, talked to anybody hey, in weeks. I've only used four words, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, to, to folks who like, Oh, it was, it was fine. I, I, I hit toss this up. Uh, you know, I was just, you know, finishing my route yesterday and Tassis uh, was sitting on his was sitting on his couch. Front doors. Nice. Just a little bit of breeze flowing through. And I came up and I hung it off. And then I was like, oh, no. And it fell off with the wind. And I picked up. I hung it back on there. Uh, it was like, hold on, Tassis. And like, you know, hang it up and then step back. And it was like, OK, now you're good. And he just like gave me some thumbs up. And that's all you need. Right. I didn't need yeah. any more than like. Just for somebody to see your face and like know that you still exist as a person physically after the COVID times. Yep, you keep naming people who have been instrumental in always being a long-term donor to the Science Center, and yeah. that's Mr. Carrionis. Tassis is a wonderful person, ah. and his wife. Does he ever? Does he? Do you ever get cool stuff from the recycling center? That I like- can go in there with impunity. <laughs> I, in fact, we had a dinosaur that we couldn't get out of a truck, and Peter followed. Uh, one of Tassus's employees with his Tesla down 13 going <laughs> five miles per hour. <laughs> so Tassus goes well out of his way. His whole family does. So they're good people, man. They are. The, this, 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 this town. That's is why I'm here because yeah. of that type of, of camaraderie and friendship and, and just, that's just love, man. It's, he doesn't have to do that stuff. He gets asked, for freebies all the time but his grandkids go to the science center his kids went to the science center and he he always thought it was a neat place you think it's a neat place i think it's a neat place and so that's why we're going to keep going and keep making that thing better and better because it's we're just starting with this new dinosaur area yeah and hopefully we can open up june july we are going to open we'll most likely start with camps just camps because then we can just figure out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Because uh, then we can just have the science center in. to 10, 15 kids. Yep. Uh, with limited s- support staff needed, but cleaning things when you have 50 kids there, it's yep. just impossible. And yep. and we're just them not separate or keeping them, you know, distance or anything. It's yeah. And Bill just got vaccinated yesterday, and so we're not working until my star pony is uh, is healthy, and uh, it would be healthy for him to adventure out like that. Good. Because he works isolated, essentially. He works when Josh and I aren't there. Um, so we're running two different crews. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of stinks because that's one of your best friends that you're just talking through on Zoom. <laughs> I know that feeling. So, hey, thanks for having me, Nate. Yeah. This was really awesome. Absolutely, man. Um, it was absolutely awesome. Episode 49 of the WTF Carbondale podcast. Uh, Chris Walls, one of the most interesting people amongst a slew of most interesting people (laughs) whether he'll tell you that or not Uh, as always folks have a good one whatever that one may be